Welcome to the Before Midnight podcast coming to you from the N Plus One studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of age group triathletes. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being an amateur multi-sport athlete. I'm your host, Linda Word, along with my co-host, Brian Schenkenfelder. Long time no see. It has been another week. (laughs) We've not been able to string together two weeks in a row. No, it's, it's... It's been challenging this spring for a number of reasons, and and nothing predictable, No, it's just a lot of weird stuff happens at the beginning of the weeks, which is when we tend to record these. Yes. That made it really challenging, because last week was spring break. Which I was like, oh, we have all the time in the The world. world. And then... I'm gone (laughs) whole beginning, front half of the week. We went up to Indianapolis. Uh, It was, that was a good time. We, I guess we went up on a Sunday. And we're up there Monday. It didn't rain Monday. Lucky so you. We end up going to the Children's Museum. Yes. That day. And if you haven't been to the Children's Museum in Indiana. It is the best. Indianapolis. It is a really, really fun children's museum. Especially if your kids are into sports at all. Right. <laughs> they have two segments, two major areas in the museum. They've got their traditional museum where they got like dinosaur stuff, which is pretty cool. And it's like, like four stories. I yeah, mean, it's, it's like multiple stories of. I mean, the, I went with you like three years right. ago. And it's and the inside's still the same. You've got three or four stories. In the bottom, they had big thing of dinosaurs that went up like to the second floor. They had like a Greek area that had like traveled to Greek, which was really weird. <laughs> they have like their kids who changed the world segment, which would be like Anne Frank and some other people okay. like that. Uh, they've got. They've just got different areas that are more of a traditional museum that mm-hmm. kids can enjoy. But the really awesome aspect of it is the outdoor segment they have, where they have just about every major sport, except probably lacrosse, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. available. That sounds uh, kind you, of <laughs> dangerous for small children anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw this really big ball. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so they've got this downstairs where you can do like a pitch thing where I think it does speed and a little indoor section where they have some different stuff. But then you go outdoors and they have these basketball courts. Mm-hmm. Different height goals from anywhere from about five foot goals, six foot goals, all the way up to 10 foot full okay. size goals. All kinds of basketball going on. And you go a little bit past that, they've got tennis courts. With, like, small tennis balls and rackets that you can use to play so tennis. So none, none of this is full size? Um, the, the tennis courts are close to full size, are they? I think. Okay, okay. But I'm not sure the tennis balls are full size. I think they're smaller. Okay, so smaller. It makes them easier to hit. They have a football section, which has a board with holes in it where you can try to throw footballs through. They've got a little thing where you run around and can try to hit, a like, a, a practice dummy and fall onto... I guess it's like a high jump mat type thing where you can jump up and on. Oh, okay. They got a couple of those in there where you can kind of jump on stuff. They got some different like skill drills for so you football. Can pretend you're tackling and yes, hopefully not get hurt. Okay. And you can kick field goals. They got a little big field goal thing there that you can kick from like yeah. ten yards out. It was pretty cool. The the hard part was getting Alex to not like want to tackle things and he's jumping on these mats. Oh my like, god! Oh, oh you my got god. a broken elbow. <laughs> Stop! Don't do it! Don't, don't, please just don't. don't Your wife had said something about, yeah, I made these reservations before Before. the broken elbow. Well, that was the whole thing is we we did it before 
he broke his elbow, it, was, it would have been a lot better trip if he hadn't broken <laughs> yeah, his elbow. Yeah, if he hadn't been in a cast, yeah. <laughs> it would have been one. It, there was a soccer field next to the football one. We spent a little time in there. And then he spent most of his, we spent a big chunk of time at the baseball one. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, there were some kids there. I ended up going in and, and pitching. Mm-hmm. And I probably threw 200 pitches <laughs> to different kids. There you go. <laughs> That's it's a bad just thing real, about volunteering. It's just real. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. all like softball underhand pitching. I wasn't yeah. know, trying to throw real pitches. <laughs> just whatever they could hit. Mm-hmm. And my son was having a ball. He was fielding. He was batting one-handed. The problem was is when they were doing it earlier, they were running the bases trying to score and think, okay. playing kind of semi-baseball. Right. We weren't really doing three outs or anything like that but it was if you batted you were trying to run the bases and we tried to get you out he loved that he of course and he's sliding into bases and you're like oh, oh, don't do that don't do that <laughs> he had a blast though <laughs> they also have like a giant tree you can climb in but that was closed that day oh i'm assuming that's probably still like covid related maybe i don't know i wondered that because that was cool that it was, was really cool. Really neat. Yeah, I didn't go in it. I mean, I went at, when I went up with you all. It was so hot that day in the middle of the summer. I imagine the temperature was a whole lot better. Yes. Last week than when we went, and uh, that was really cool. I mean, I didn't go all the way in, but it was like whoa. Was yeah, it was multiple levels, was but it was closed down. I who knows why. Yeah, yeah maybe COVID. I, I assume it's probably still COVID related because the kids yeah. would be touching it and climbing on it. And... Everything else is outside in the sun. Yeah, and that one's not. I, and that's, yeah. I, 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 or maybe they was just never repairing it. Who knows? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the kids were touching everything else outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, the sun's hitting it, but yeah. They had a, a drag race type thing where you pedal. That that was closed. They had another one that was kind of a loop that you pedaled. That one was open. He that did that open. once. Okay. We didn't do the golf. The golf there is phenomenal. It's it That is, was really cool. That was okay. a lot of fun. You're giving guests a putter, a ball that's... Kind of like those little tennis balls, mm-hmm. small tennis ball. Yeah. has like a fairway and a little green, and you try to get it in the hole. You played with this last time. Yeah. That was well, and the, wasn't, weren't stuff. the courses like... It was two similar, 18 hole courses, yeah. And they're similar to like real courses yeah. out in the world. It's like, oh my oh, God. Yeah, and I know nothing about golf. Fairways and bunkers. Like, oh, and, you know, and they're like telling you about, you know, these golf courses around the world. It was wild. It was, that was really, really cool. We didn't play this time though. Alex didn't want to. And he really couldn't play that. Yeah. Um, that one's a little tricky with a broken elbow. But we spent a good six or seven hours at the wow. museum, which is a long time to spend in a museum. Yeah, yeah. And, and having a good time. I mean, and yeah. not just be like, oh, my God, are we going to get through this? It was great because we spent the morning outside. It wasn't very crowded. We went inside, uh, did the inside part of the museum, then went back out. But it, it started getting crowded by that afternoon. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, jam-packed like it can. I'm sure it is in the summer. Yeah, I bet. It, they don't have spring break up there that week. Mm-hmm. That afternoon when kids get out of school, I think I imagine some kids end up over there. <laughs> yeah, after probably. school that have like the pass and yeah. I mean, if you lived nature. in that area, that would be something that you would get a season pass to for yeah. sure. I would, yeah. If <laughs> I lived anywhere near kids, there, yeah. yeah, you'd go all the time. Yeah, and then the next day it kind of drizzled most of the day. We went to the zoo, and the Indy Zoo is not as good as I don't think it's as good as the Louisville Zoo. It was okay. They have a, mm-hmm. it was kind of expensive, but they had like an aquarium in there, like uh-huh. a mini aquarium. It wasn't like a giant aquarium, but it was a small aquarium. Okay. And they had like this big dolphin thing that you could go in into and see. Took up a lot of real estate, but there weren't that many animals. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was good. It was, it was fun. We got drizzled on the whole time. <laughs> 
Well, it didn't rain the whole time, but it did drizzle, and then we had that to walk back to the hotel. It tends to make the crowds less, though. So it was it was nice. cool. It was a nice, nice time. Yeah. We walked back in the rain because we were staying actually on the canal downtown. Oh, okay. Which allowed us to kind of walk to that. The we one were, we swam in. Yes. <laughs> they had a state museum there, but they were closed on Tuesday. That was the one we were going to go to on Tuesday. Oh. Wednesday came along, and it just rained. <laughs> Wednesday just rained. We just didn't even bother to go anything then. We had to yeah. check out that day. It would have been a pain to find parking to, or right. even walk to the state museum. It was a 10-minute walk, but it was raining pretty good. We just were like, let's just go I'm home. I don't remember where the, if we went by the state museum when we were there. Yeah, it's on the canal. Three years. Okay. They have like two or three museums that are on the four actually okay. that are on the canal. There's two. There's like a history museum. There's state museum. There's like a little Indian one, and then there's the uh, NCAA have their okay. museum. And we we didn't hit any of those four. <laughs> we probably should have done the NCAA one, but we were kind of tired after the visiting the zoo. It was on the way back. Yeah, we did a lot of walking for two days <laughs> with a kid with a large cast on his arm. Large cast on his arm. It was it was a yeah. good time. Yeah. <laughs> Did he get, well, so he can't swim, can he? No. It, the nice thing was the pool there was not heated. It was uh. cold. It was, it was in the mid-70s. It was That's really cool. cold. It was hilarious because, like, the next, one of the days we were there, I was, they had a workout room there. I went and ran on their equipment and was walking back. And the mom was in there. The two kids were getting in. And the dad was still on the side. But the mom was like, Sitting there, waist deep, <laughs> just kind of like not putting her hands in the water. <laughs> Turning blue, yeah. Oh, man. But like the kids, they would jump in it and swim in it. Like, I, mean, I don't know how you all do that. I, I don't. It was cold. That was really I, cold I, water. I, I, I can sympathize. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, we would go to the beach, Cape Cod and Maine. That water is so cold up there. I mean, it is so cold. I had no idea the ocean could be warm until I moved south. I'm like, oh, this <laughs> no, is what it's supposed to be. Ocean feels like. really warm, especially when you get the, like, the real shallow parts in the south and it feels yeah, like bath water in the yeah. ocean. No, there's no place like that in New England. You just, no. you're a kid, you just turn blue, you know, and your mom's like, you need to get out now because you can't feel your fingers. Oh, sorry. Having too much fun. Oh, yeah. It well, good. Okay. Sounds like a great trip. Oh yeah, we've we had a good trip, and then we come back. We had soccer over the weekend, tournament. That's His right. His team won the tournament, which was pretty cool. Yes. Oh yeah, for those awesome. on YouTube. There we go. The medal. We got, we got a medal. Yay! His championship medal that he <laughs> he got. He's trying to flex on me. He's like, I got this medal. Did you get a medal? I'm like, did you play? <laughs> Stop. Like, you can't flex on me, dude, like that. <laughs> He had played before. He would have played if he would have played. Yeah, he would. Shoot, he was injured playing. He's he's a good player. He would have he would have helped him out in that tournament. They they probably would have won every game potentially if he'd played. I don't know, maybe not. The, it's the nice to think that. First game they played in, I know you were doing your it was Saturday morning, right? Uh, yeah. Early like eight, the snow day. They they the other team scored a goal when it was like blizzarding in their face. <laughs> could you even <laughs> see the ball? Oh on yeah, Saturday? you could see it. It was just miserable. And I mean, did they put like an orange one out there for no, you? No, I mean you could see it because the, the snow didn't stick to the ground. It just was yeah. cold, and it was coming down pretty hard. Yeah, it was just kind of a it was miserable to watch. <laughs> Saturday was yeah, it was a rough day. Yeah, yeah. We had a my my group was well the Saturday before, um, my group paced uh, run the bluegrass. And that was okay, but for whatever reason, um, the course had to, the race couldn't start until 10. Or, yeah, it was 10 o'clock. Normally, that race started 
most races start seven thirty, eight o'clock, eight o'clock whatever. You're done by 10. <laughs> but it was ten, yeah. So every and that kind of threw everybody off a little bit. Um, and they also ran the course backwards. This is the twelfth year of this race, so this was the first time it was run in the opposite direction. That's a that's a good idea. If races can do that, just do that every other year or something. Yeah, just to make it um, different. It made it challenging, that's for sure, because it put the worst hills at the end of the race. There you go. That's better. Sure. <laughs> Separates so, the wheat from the chaff. So I, I haven't told you this. So I was the lead cycle for the half marathon, and uh, I mean this was twenty five hundred people close mm-hmm. to that. So it was a pretty big, pretty decent sized race. And so I take off. And um, I'm on, you know, I'm on a road bike. So I'm like, okay, I need to get up some of these hills. You know, I got to stay in front of these guys. So I'm tooling along, and the leaders, it's two guys, and they're like neck and neck, and they're actually talking. And I was like, this is kind of unusual. That I was like, how's you know, neither one is backing off, neither one's pulling ahead. What distance is this? This is a half marathon. This is 13 okay, so miles. They weren't running that fast. Were they? So no, it wasn't like a 5K where I was like, that would have been impressive. They were talking. They're in the sevens, you know. I mean, they're oh, yeah, it's you know, fast. Yeah, they're they're moving, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going along, and we're at about probably about mile nine, and one of the guys pulls ahead of the other guy. So I'm leading, and I've got a motorcycle cop in front of me as well. Actually, I had three of them at one point, and they were just there to. There's farm traffic is still allowed and so they were kind of there to help buffer that so i'm going along and i'm looking you know i'm looking behind me constantly making sure i'm not getting too far ahead and i see the guy going like this to me and i was like there's water up here you know do you, do you need water i was like does he want me to hand it to him or something you know i'm, I'm happy to do that and he's like no he's like come here and i was like he's like i gotta tell you something and i'm like okay so i back up and he said I'm not registered for the race. Your leader's back there. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> Oops. All right. He's like, I'm going to peel off up ahead. I'm like, okay, let me go get the leader. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot. I mean, I'm not looking to see where their numbers are, you know, because a lot of times it's on their leg or whatever. And, I, you know, I, I have no idea when he joined the race. I don't think he started at the very beginning. But oh, there was yeah. another guy with a yellow shirt that had long sleeves, and this guy had a yellow singlet. I just wasn't paying attention to the 2,500 people in the race. Right. I'm just seeing these guys running together. So I don't know if maybe he was a pacer for this other guy. I don't know, but he was super strong. I mean, he ran on ahead, and the motorcycle cops started leading him. <laughs> and people were telling me, you know, it's like, you know, I'm trying to clear the way, because at that point where there's three races going on, there's the yearling, which is four miles, there's a seven-mile race, and then there's the half marathon. So the courses intersect. Okay. So by that point, I'm at the slow seven-milers. So I'm having to try to clear the way for this guy. You know, coming through, got the half marathon leader, move to your right, blah, 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 blah. Trying to get the attention of people with headphones on. <clears throat> That's always fun. You tap them on the shoulder and scare the crap out of them. So this is why they don't allow it tries. Yes. Yeah. That's a big reason why they don't allow it. <clears throat> anyway. And uh, so a lot of people were like, no, the leader's up there. And I'm like, no, he's not registered. <laughs> and he was way ahead. I mean, he was a spectacular, spectacular runner. I was like, whoa, all right, dude. But anyway, the guy that won, he ended up, he was 19 years old, and he finished in 119 and a little bit of change on a super hilly course. So, That's and, moving. Yeah, he was moving. But the other guy was moving faster. 
<laughs> you know, and I was like, how is this going to end? These guys are like sticking together. <laughs> they were just, the one guy was just running with them. He was, was just running. And I'm like, okay, you're just running even though you how can How does that like, even happen? Win I mean, who, who does that? Who goes to just a race just to kind of run part of it or something? Uh, there's, or I mean, a lot of people abandon the, the race, you know. Well, a lot of sometimes people hear, oh, you know, this is a great place to run. I don't want to pay the entry fee, but the, you know, the roads are closed, and why not? That is so weird, especially but, that kind of a runner. Wow. Yeah, I, that, and that's why I'm suspicious that maybe he might have, they may have actually known each other, and that he was pacing him, you know, for a certain amount of time, because he was. Yeah, we were about mile nine. He was about three or four miles from the finish. And that's about a good time to, to split off. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're not the... I'm sorry. <laughs> Drop the leader back there. <laughs> that has never happened to me before. I'm like, all right. That is, that's a strange one, just because I, I, I don't know how... Because that would be something you would see like in the middle of the pack. You never see that at the front of a race. Yeah, people are just running for fun or whatever. Yeah. Someone running for fun, running that fast is, is that, very strange. Yeah, he was having a great time too. Yeah. Not hurting yeah. at all. Mm-mm. No, I mean, and he, I mean, he was way on ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Once you start, like, once oh, you drop somebody in a marathon, shit. it's over. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, that was odd. So. Well, I, I remember pacing a marathon for the head first group, and we were there was like six or seven of guys in a pack. Mm-hmm. And they were just running together, running together. And some dude from behind came up, ran through him, and <laughs> ran on by. Well, well, we'll be taking this guy to the finish. Okay. And he, he beat him by a good half mile to a mile. Oh, I mean, wow. We were, we were coming to the end. And I was looking back. I had nobody. Huh. Yeah, That's I wild. guess he just started. He may have started late? I think he just probably went out easy. Was it in, during a... Like a standalone road race, or it was, was it a, a triathlon? No, it was a standalone marathon. It was in downtown Louisville. Oh, wow. And we went out along the river path and then came back, I guess, by Shawnee Park or whatever, and came and on back just... in. <laughs> wow. Just came out of nowhere, huh? He was just in the back. I guess he just started nice and easy, held his pace, maybe picked it up some as he went through. And, and he was like, oh, guess it's time but it was hilarious it was a big group about seven or eight of them they were all together a couple one or two had like maybe dropped off it was a big pack of them this guy just kind of came up behind them ran through them and okay we're just leaving them <laughs> we just left the pack okay see you later <laughs> wow. I, that was the last time i ever wanted to pace a marathon so where where did you start somewhere downtown by the no but like you didn't run the whole thing i didn't run it i was biking it oh you I was were biking the, i was biking the front okay. end of you it. were a lead were you like a lead cycler yeah i was a lead cyclist oh, like, i never okay. wanted to do a marathon again okay. that was boring as hell <laughs> well now <this laughs> it was like because it was what three hours two and a half three hours of just going pretty slowly pretty slowly and easily and i'd like stop pull off the side find some place use the restroom halfway there <laughs> <laughs> they all went running through. I'll catch up to you guys. <laughs> it was I mean, on those you know, trails down by Shawnee. There's no one there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when you when I get people to cycle for races, I mean, it's like, hey, you know, your support. Uh, I mean, you get the leaders. And, and I mean, you, you're always busy because you're trying to stay the right distance away. You're trying to actually not really pace them. You know, I try my best to just keep them in sight so that, I'm not pushing them too fast. I'm not going too slow because they really, you know, they'll just kind of naturally follow, you know, whatever speed you're doing. So that's a little tricky. Um, 
and this course too, that course for Run the Bluegrass too, one of the hardest parts was there was a sharp turn and it went straight uphill. And I was like, oh man, and my knee was still not very good at that point. And I was like, oh, this is going to be tricky. And he almost caught me going up the hill. This is when I just had the single. No, I think they were both. No, they were both still with me at that point. I'm like, oh no. But it gets a little tricky. And then last Saturday in the snow, when your kid was playing soccer, we had another race and I was not lead cycling, thank goodness. And I was just support. And I had my mountain bike because I was like, I know what this is going to be like. I started out with six cyclists ready to do that race. I ended up with three. <clears throat> so I had several that were like, I'm not biking in that. I'm disc You know, cold. they didn't have disc brakes. They only had rim brakes. I mean, it's and, just, you know, that's, that would have just been miserably cold. It wasn't too bad. My lead cyclist for the half <laughs> wore uh, his skis. And he actually wore his ski helmet because it would be warmer. And he put flat pedals on his bike, and he wore hiking boots, and then and he was good to go, you know. And I, I only rode about twelve miles because I wasn't leading, and my car ended up on the course because I had a marathon pacer that was only pacing half of it. So I was like, okay, well you take my car because I'll have a bike. And so luckily for me, I ended up in a car for and just put my hazards on watching runners, you know, once it's kind of slowed down. But my feet were okay. Um, but my waterproof pants actually are not that waterproof. I found out after about three hours of yeah. just snow. <laughs> it's crazy. It's that's just crazy. it was it was it snowed instead of rain, it was, and it was cold that morning. God, it was cold. It was real windy. That wind was biting. Yeah, cold. the wind was bad. Yep. <sighs> yep. The half marathoners did okay. They finished in like downpours of snow. I was much happier that it was snow though than rain. If it had been downpours of rain, it would have been so much worse because it. You, it was cold, you know, cold enough to make it snow. Thank goodness, because if it had only been one or two degrees, we would have all gotten really soaked. So, <laughs> I was okay with the snow. One of my friends too that I see at a lot of races. She just does five and ten k's, and she's usually first, second, third. She's in the top women. She's young. She's like in her early thirties. First half marathon, she finished in one forty six, which is solid. Pretty solid. Her first one. Her last name is Frost. Her finished picture is like snow, and you can barely see her. And I'm like, of course, your name is Frost. You know, this is what you get. Apropos. <laughs> it was great. So crazy, crazy April weather. Hopefully, we are done with that, and maybe it'll stop raining. Warm up would be nice. Yes. Stop raining would be nice. Yes. Because I have done so little biking this year. It makes me sad. Yes. That's okay. It'll eventually warm up and it'll be glorious biking weather. At least we I keep telling myself that. <laughs> we can only hope. We can only hope. <laughs> All right. Well, you got something new, a new toy to play with. Yeah. We were on vacation. And, of course, that Tuesday while we are on vacation, I'd ordered a Garmin Phoenix. We talked about like that a long time ago, back in back January. Back in January. Okay, I was going to say. It finally January. arrived Yay. while we were on vacation. Of course. And you, you had to sign for it. Oh, no. Which means that... <laughs> I, I will... And it was FedEx, which is generally a nightmare. But I guess to some of their credit, they have a, a drop-off spot here in Frankfurt. Oh, okay. Didn't the, know that. Is it the Staples? Walgreens. Oh, On the yeah, other yeah, side yeah. of town. The Walgreens on this side of town, too. They took it to the Walgreens on the other yeah, side of, of town. Of course they did. 
Why Which would you was, put it close to where the person lives? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the the drop off for all of Frankfurt, but okay. that's where they left it. So I, at least I didn't have to drive to Lexington to get it. Which was, that's good. Which is what I was afraid I was going to have to do. Yeah. I was hoping they'd be like come back a second or third day, and I would just get it because we came back Wednesday afternoon. Maybe I pick it up Wednesday or Thursday. But no, they only dropped came by once, and said so they were going to leave it at the okay. Walgreens. Well, so we get back from our trip. I had to drive over to Walgreens, get it, come back. Um, it's an interesting watch. I will say that. It is, I, I'm coming from the Phoenix 5. Mm-hmm. We're two generations up. There's the 6, now there's the 7. It is considerably lighter mm-hmm. than the 5. I mean, like, noticeably lighter. I, I don't feel it as much <laughs> on my hand. Uh, the battery life, I've still got... We're about a week into it now, and I've still got nine days of battery life left. Wow. Uh, which is pretty good. That's good. I, you're yeah. supposed to get, what, 17 days? Okay. I'm probably going to get 14-ish. How much have you actually used it? Well, that's the thing, is I'm starting to use it now. I'm starting to use the GPS. I've been using it for biking and running now. Okay. Um, because that'll drain the battery. That does drain the faster. battery a lot faster. Okay. You're supposed to get like 48 hours of GPS time on the watch. If you're doing a long race, it's going to survive a long race. Like an Ironman, 16 hours, zero problem running a GPS all day if it's fully charged. There you go. Uh, the battery's been good. This is the solar. I haven't had much uh, solar activity, mainly because I'm wearing a sweatshirt all the time. And A few it times I've been cold. able to go out in the sun. It, it does work. It does collect electricity but i haven't gotten enough to like modify the or change the trajectory of the battery structure well there's a couple interesting things in the phoenix 7 that i've beginning to play with they give recommended workouts every day based on your recovery yes okay like i was looking at today and they're like what i'm gonna i recommend a workout are you gonna do a bike or run and they the bike was like because I'm on, like, recovery. I did a hard day, was it Saturday or Sunday, whenever we had, like, I think it was Sunday because it was warm. <laughs> so I was able to, I went out and biked for, like, an hour, and then I came back and ran for, like, 30 minutes. The watch needs two 30-minute runs outdoors for it to kind of, like, status you. Okay. To tell you what your kind of your VO2 max is on the run. It's got to be outside? Yeah, they got to be outside. I can't be indoors. Hmm. I guess that way they get an accurate reading on how fast you're running and heart rate okay. and all that fun stuff. Okay. Uh, and I'd done a couple bikes outdoors, so it had all that data. And so they give recommended ride. So the recommended bike ride was like an hour today, it really like really easy pace, or a run at like 10-minute pace, so a 30-minute run, which okay. I was going to do a 30-minute run today anyway. That was kind of my own plan. So I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking about – I was thinking about doing their recommended workouts and just letting it train me mm-hmm. to see how it does as far as training because you get nowadays you get uh, a body battery that tells you how much energy you have left on the day yeah they uh they they analyze has that yeah they analyze your sleep yep which is pretty good which changes your body battery yep um and then yeah that was those are the big things And, and it'll tell you kind of where like my training is productive it tells me what my training load is like my last seven day load is six of six. They give you. It was interesting because they'll give you like your range of, of where you are aerobically, anaerobically, mm-hmm. and kind of where the optimal is, and where you were. Apparently, I'm above the optimal in 
low aerobic, which is kind of what I'm doing. It's base phase. But right now I'm looking at 46 hours recovery, <laughs> which is a lot. That's like two days. Four to six. 46 hours. Oh, 46 hours. Yeah, it almost gives you a lot of recovery. Well, that one's what I understand, the recovery is the time it's before you do another like hard workout. Okay. I'll be interested to see what workouts it suggests tomorrow mm-hmm. um, and their daily suggestion of workouts. And I'm interested to see how that goes forward when it like starts asking for harder ones. I When it gets to the harder ones, I may not do their specific workout at that point because right. I'm different paces and stuff I want to do right now in general especially I might do them now but as I get closer to race day when I need to do race specific stuff I I won't be doing it right but I am interested to see how just using it as your coach Mm -hmm. so to speak works I'm I'm curious to see how good it is that'll be interesting it it also has a stamina feature which I found to be really quite fascinating I'm, I'm really interested Eventually, we'll have to do a full review on this once I have sometime in the middle of summer when I have some time to really dig yeah. in and, and test this. But they have a stamina feature. Get a little more data, too. Right. No. Because it's right now it's saying I've like done too much work. I'm like, no, we're just getting started. The load is not nearly high enough yet. yet for this watch, but <laughs> I, I think it's still on. trying to figure out. It just thinks you're a normal person. Yeah, so. it thinks I'm a normal person who's <laughs> never done training before. Yeah. But as we begin to load up, I'm interested to see if it adapts to the fact that I train normally mm-hmm. at a much greater thing. Of course, it is the beginning of the season, and everything's hard as heck. Like Runs yeah. are hard. Bikes are hard. Everything just feels so much harder. Because I haven't done anything in four months, really, if anything challenging or hard or yeah. even consistent in those. It'll be interesting to see how it keeps up. I'm interested in looking at that, at those pieces of data and over three or four months, especially as I start to train and see how mm-hmm. that goes. Going back, they have a stamina feature that tells you how much stamina you have left. Basically, how long can you run at this pace before that would be it all falls off. Yeah, I was. I did the hour bike. It started me at like 80% stamina. By the time I was done with the bike, I was like at 30% stamina, an hour bike, which seemed a little, again, I'm not buying that completely yet. Yeah. Then I went for a run. It started me off at 30% stamina, which was okay, so it has some consistency there. Okay. And it told me that I could run, I had about 9K left in me of running distance. I was only doing like a 5K run, like okay. 3K left. Could I have done more than 3K? Maybe, probably. It would have been interesting. I I was getting tired, though. Like I said, I, for me, I think it's going to be interesting as I get out there and do, like, long bikes when I get right. out to do two- and three-hour bikes. How accurate How do I feel how it yeah. does with the accuracy? Because it's yeah. using your heart rate. It's using the variable stuff to yeah. kind of calculate that, I assume. I'm interested to see. Does it do any of the respiration? It'll tell you what your breathing rate is Okay. normally. Okay. has that. And you can do it has like a daily stat thing that like tracks all this, but they, it doesn't graph it over time, which is not very useful. But I am interested in seeing how it does. I'm interested to see is it is using it as a guide to training rather than just okay, we're going to train kind of more of a standard training thing. Maybe mm-hmm. use it to guide the training. Like okay, so this is a day we should have off. We're going to take the day off and see how it goes. Now, if it does too much of that stuff, we're going to we're going to talk. <laughs> I might have to just kind of ignore it. Yeah. Uh, 
I would like to see how it does as far yeah. as helping you train, helping you become better. Because you get your VO2 max, which is kind of the end goal of yeah. of all your training. Uh, like my VO2 max on the bike is 49, on the run it's 48. I think usually that gets up to about 50, 51 yeah. in the season. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if I can, using them, push that number up mm-hmm. and try to gain more fitness i'm still gonna have to do the the running stuff at pace that i'm gonna need to want to run at and have to bike at the paces i want to bike at right but it'll be interesting like i said i'm I'm curious to see what workouts it gives for like the harder workouts cool i've heard it can get kind of spicy so i'm i'm curious to see how spicy it gets (laughs) but we'll do a full review of this once i have more yeah time with it into the future because i think it could be a really good tool for people who want to improve their fitness mm-hmm. but don't have money for a coach, mm-hmm. especially an expensive coach. Yeah. Of course, for the price of this Garmin, you could get a couple years of coaching say, from us. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that expensive. <laughs> yeah. How, how much do those run now? Oh, this one was like 700 bucks, 900 bucks. They're expensive. Yeah. They are not cheap. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the Mac Daddy. This yeah, we're is the cheaper solar. than that. I know. <laughs> no. So I said you could get two years of training from us <laughs> for the price of the garment. Yeah. It's a trade-off, yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, well, I mean, people that don't, you know, that don't necessarily have access to a coach want to have access to a coach. I'm interested to see how well it does. I think a lot of people would tendency to ignore it because most people who train without coaching we'll see all this rest is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to run more. I got to do more to right. get fit. When really it's the recovery that makes for the gains in fitness. Right. I'm much more likely to recover on a day when it says to recover mm-hmm. or not do anything than actually push through. Mm-hmm. I, I do need to get so many workouts in a week, yeah. I think, to, to move forward for myself. At the same time, maybe i'll throw in a few more recovery days well and you but you know how to stack those i mean you know how to do it's like a lot of people do one thing every day just because of their schedule i mean that's what happens to me when and then it's you know it's like okay i need to get the uh, how to how to schedule the workouts in i'd be curious as to how well that does that that's the whole thing because now with the garmin you're not on a weekly schedule you're on your body schedule schedule and that's tricky. Yeah, I mean, that's the ideal. The problem you run into, I, I can see this now, is there's only what, certain days of the week that I can do a long bike ride. Yeah. Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. One of those days is going to have to be a long bike ride. My long run is on Thursdays. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I, those parameters, I'm still going to have to do those things on those days regardless of what the Garmin says. Outside of that, well, let's see how it works. Yeah. Uh, like I said, that's the biggest challenge that I would see with that. It's like, well, you know, it says that I'm supposed to do this, and there's no way my life is going to let me do that. You know, so. As a professional athlete, I, it might be a better way to train when you're a full-time. Yeah. You don't have a set schedule of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Have Most to be these things. Professional athletes do like a 10-day schedule. They can. You can do even yeah. longer. Yeah. You can do whatever interval you you want. You're a professional athlete. You you don't have to do this <laughs> on this day. That's what you get to do. Yeah. Right. It's you're you're doing seven days a week anyway. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter what day of the week is the long ride or right. the long run, if that's your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. If you're 
someone who's not that you got to do them on certain days like me i was like i can only do a long bike ride on right. saturdays and sundays like during the week it doesn't make sense for me to go out and do a three-hour bike ride yeah <laughs> i I'd could be, i'd be doing it in the dark <laughs> I, mean, I could i have some flexibility in my schedule yeah it would cause me to have to like get up super early or work super yeah. late one of the two to, to fit that in in the middle right. of the day but yeah I, we'll see what it says i'm, I'm interested okay. it's kind of like i said i've just kind of started playing with it for the last week it, it's got some really cool features yeah, I'm interesting. To, interested to see how they play out in, in, in the long term. Yeah, well, cool. It'll be interesting here. All right. Well, if you liked our podcast, subscribe. Yes. On iTunes. If you if you listen to our podcast on iTunes, give us five stars, please. If you're watching on YouTube and you've enjoyed this, hit the like button. Hit the like button. Subscribe if you want to see more content. We're gonna we do this on a weekly basis. Usually, usually. the last couple of weeks have not been We're so gonna much. We're going to get better. And hopefully this summer we'll be able to do some more shorter tutorials as the weather gets warmer. We can get outside and do some recording. And mm-hmm. if you uh, hit the bell, you'll be notified when we uh, update new videos. And if you're looking for a coach, check us out on go3sport.com. We're cheaper than a Garmin Phoenix 7. <laughs> we are. <laughs> We won't fit on your wrist, though. No, that's true. We're accessible on your phone. That's right. Anyway, have a great week. We'll see you next week.